It's that scene from Eco Cops 911, where the oddball partners walk in slow motion, the effect emphasizing how goofy they look. He, Pete Garner, gray and crew cut fraternity guy sporting black safety glasses, a mini Eco spill response t-shirt under an orange safety vest, and white broad brimmed hard hat. She, Inspector, a five-foot gnome in purple wraparound safety glasses, gray hard hat with reflective lightning bolts, and green clover third eye, proudly sporting a bright neon yellow-orange coat she also wears off-duty, in bars of all places. Fitting, though, they're usually gay bars. They are entering the glossy hall of the port of Ecotopolis, bearing the olive branch of peace. The all-women environmental managers had invited them to Camp David to discuss stormwater permit compliance concerns, gain understanding, and blather about their proactive environmental ethos, glad hand, as inspectors call it, signing in, getting guest badges, a port of Ecotopolis sign over the receptionist claims to value, environmental, environmental stewardship. stewardship, not so much they'll find, not if it costs anything. The inspectors sit opposite the three bitches of Eastwick, Liza, the mousy, incompetent brunette. Dr. Chin, the Chinese-American engineer. Always smiling, fangs bared. And Suzanne Glowerman, Wicked Witch of the West, the former mini-eco regional director turned to the dark side, poached by the port for bank. Six figures beats five. Suzanne Glowerman is very good at what she does, which is nothing. In the files for the public record, she has submitted on behalf of the port Level 1, Level 2, and Level 3 responses for zinc exceedances over three years in excess of 8,000 parts per billion, discharging directly into the pungent sound. The limit is 90 parts per billion by EPA standards, 117 parts per billion by the state of Ecotopia. The documented responses are negligible. She reported they planned to investigate solutions, perform a source analysis study, blah, blah, blah. We installed a zeolite gutter downspout filter, wrong media for zinc. Coating the galvanized roof is prohibitively expensive. That is not a business decision the port will make at this time. On the phone once with Dr. Chin, she said with gall, Ah, we respectfully disagree with Pete's interpretation of the permit. Liza the Incompetent shoves her crooked nose into her composition book, taking notes the entire meeting, as if she has no memory or knows nothing, or both. She too was recruited from Mini-Eco for six figures. Why? No one knows. She's a cunt! Pete speaks unmercifully of his former colleague, married to his best friend and fishing buddy. His daughters used to babysit their kids. The feeling is mutual. She thinks he's a stinking alcoholic. Which he is. But that's no excuse for what she will later cause, warranting this declarative of her character. If she leaned in, she could possibly smell beer on his breath from lunch. The inspectors will learn, drinking even just one before entering the Death Star is a bad idea. Pete explains the nature of the permit and permit process. Dr. Chin and Suzanne Glowerman nod and smile. They already know it expertly know perfectly well how to game the system, achieve administrative compliance while doing nothing to actually protect water quality. The port is a hybrid Borg organization. It wants the authoritarian benefits of a city, but the profits of a corporation. 
It's all about the bottom line. So, they get a municipal stormwater permit from the state and assign Liza the incompetent to run it. Consequently, it's a joke. They have one vacuum sweeper truck in the fleet, a fistful of filter socks, and an approved sample point of N equals 1, a solitary catch basin in the office parking lot. To represent the 800 acres comprising the port's industrial tire flats. As a reward, they fly her to Hawaii for a stormwater conference. The port will pay for anything but coating a galvanized roof to save the fish. Unless, of course, it leaks. Then the commissioners will sign off quite readily, as the, as years, the years will reveal. reveal. Terra Inc. has invented a magic black box to cure all stormwater ills. Except, it is not black. It is green. Yes, they place magic zinc-binding media in a subterranean concrete vault into which they plant a shrubbery. It's a bush in a box. The ultimate in greenwashing. No data on breakthrough curves. When to replace the media. How to dispose of the leaves. Or the plant, after it allegedly biosorbs toxic heavy metals. When Terra reps are asked, they blurt out the media never needs changing, and it provides carbon for the plant. Revealing no knowledge of photosynthesis, plants breathe carbon in from the air, not from the roots. Terra Inc. wants to demonstrate this biotechnology is ACART. All known available reasonable technologies or industry standard, so they can go around making bank. $20,000 for a 4x4-foot concrete cube full of compost and a landscaping shrub. They approach many Eco's deceased tape technology approval process for resurrection. Even though there's no engineer anymore, many Eco activates a Frankenstein to rubber stamp the job. They just need somewhere to try it out. Somewhere a facility must be in a level 3 DEFCON Red, Red Zinc, Zinc crisis. crisis. The, the port, port of, of Ecotopolis. It's a win-win all around. The port gets to call the Terra unit a level 3 stormwater treatment response. Terra gets their green star from Mini Eco. And salmon are safe from acutely toxic stormwater. Not. Even though Terra will demonstrate 90% removal rate, that pesky 10% remaining from 8,000 parts per billion is 800 parts per billion, eight times the benchmark value of 117 ppb and federal water quality standard of 90 ppb. This fact will be ignored. Many ECO will approve the technology. The agency's duly appointed representatives, Inspector and Pete the Magnificent Madman will decidedly disapprove of the shrubbery sham in their own trickster fool's comedic way. Regrettably. Well, that went well. Pete congratulates himself after the office meeting adjourned as they drive over to the Port Stradler maintenance shop to observe the experimental Terra unit in non-action. It hasn't rained in a week, so there's really nothing to see. I think so too. She chirps, having attended mostly to witness, since Pete did all the talking. They seem to really listen, he goes on. Yeah, except Liza, who had to write everything down, Pete's partner disses. I can't believe she has a job. She's so incompetent, he continues. Well, we all know why. Glatterman hired her. They carpooled together. Probably bush bumping, the lipstick lesbian pronounces. 
bush. Let's go see Sue's bush. Pete exclaims, referring to the Terra unit. That's what they've been calling it back at the office among QB buddies ever since it was proposed, rendering the tongue easily loosed to say it. At last they get to witness the wonder in green living color. That's it? Pete wants to know. He, Mousy Lysa, the formidable Miss Fishthorn, and his cohort are standing in a semicircle, observing a rather unimpressive scene. It's a diminutive shrub placed on top of a gutter curb with a storm-drained throat opening. Dirty stormwater in, clean stormwater out, they claim. Inspector <laughs> looks around at two long rows of container straddlers and the gummed-up, oily black dirt built up around the berm they made to channel stormwater into the Terra unit. How is this one unit supposed to treat the oil from all those leaking straddlers? She ponders, taking pictures as photographic evidence. Straddlers, strads, are rectangular three-story machines on six-foot wheels used to squat down on and pick up shipping containers, called cans. Independent suspensions allow it to move in any direction with impressive rapidity. When 50 are moving at once, beeping and revving with lights flashing, it is a strange and dangerous ballet. Men have been killed by these imposing zinc and copper sources. Pete is going off on the inadequacies of the Terra unit. It looks like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. His twinkling eyes disappear beneath crow's feet as he cackles. What are you going to do with all the zinc-contaminated leaves? Are they going to blow off into the bay? You want me to come up and trim them for you? He goads Miss Fishthorn with California surfer dialect. As he mocks performing landscaping services with his fingers like Edward Scissorhands, Inspector, who should be tested for Tourette's syndrome, blurts out with a lisp, Pete, don't talk that way about Sue's bush. Silence. Sound of crickets. Tumbleweed goes by. And with that, they abruptly conclude the site visit, oblivious to the future consequences of their spontaneous levity, and go back to the bar. One, One week, week later, later, Suzanne Glowerman, who'd clearly been briefed by Liza during their carpool, placed a menacing phone call to Minnie Eco to lodge a sexual harassment complaint against Pete. Oh no, not another one. She tells them Pete offered to trim her bush, and she wants a different inspector. Confused, the state agents don't know how to respond. What does offering landscaping services have to do with sex? They must launch an internal investigation. Pete gets questioned first. He's completely broadsided first thing Monday morning. He struggles to recall after a week's worth of beer. They want to know why he was extending services beyond the scope of technical assistance to a permittee. Pete is stunned. They don't get the innuendo. He's released from questioning. He goes immediately to his witness's cube, sits down, leans in close, voice low. This is serious. There's been a complaint made against me by the port for sexual harassment. This could go all the way to the director. Suzanne Glowerman claims I offered to trim her bush. Help me remember. Oh, no, Pete, that was me. I made the sexual innuendo. Well, if you want to dive on that grenade. It was Liza. Suzanne Glowerman wasn't even there. How could you have possibly sexually harassed her? I know, I know, but that doesn't matter. They're using this as a weapon to get me barred from entry. They asked for another inspector. 
Well, that would only get me, the one who made the remark. You're many me. They won't get away with this. But the investigation is not yet concluded. They'll be interviewing you next. Oh no, I gotta get my story straight. Four, Four hours, hours later. later. <clears throat> what did you witness of the incident? The interrogators want to know. Well, I... Pete and I, in general, were voicing the inadequacies of the Tierra unit, referring to it as Charlie Brown's Christmas tree, and I said, Pete, don't talk that way about Sue's bush. Someone was offended, most likely Pete's nemesis, Liza, who must have briefed her boss on their carpool. She stood for a week, then came up with this to get rid of the inspector. They, they bought, bought it. it. Called Suzanne Glowerman back up. The internal investigation is concluded. There was no evidence to support your claim. The crisis over, after hours at the closest bar, they will share their story with the rest of the squad of Revere's, everyone contributing as narrators. Something's come up. Pete was blown away. They concocted a story. It's going to come to a head. <laughs> but it was just a slip of the tongue. Oh, this is really below the belt. This is going down badly. Sexual offenses should be handled at the lowest level before taking it to a division head. Suzanne should have known. She won't sell that position. Cheers to Sue's bush. <laughs> their olive branch of peace burnt to a nub. The inspectors learned their lesson. Strict professional game faces on before facing poor enemies. And go to the bar after, after the face-off. Face this concludes another OMG, R-A-O-T-F, L-M-A-O. Oh my god, rolling all over the floor, laughing my ass off. Episode of EcoCops 911. Tune in next week to learn what this dynamic duo faces, sworn to serve and protect. Waters of the state and the people and environment of Ecotopia.